shield time again. Thanks for the background music to 89.5 WMOT, Murfreesboro's radio. Buddy Whit Hubner over there doing some good stuff. Abby White doing some killer stuff. You can't check them out. I think you can stream it regardless where you listen to this. Again, regardless of what's on, you don't know what the hell it is, but it's still good music. It's always good music. It's like your friend's playlist. Like you would never expect to back up Metallica and Vanilla Ice, but it works in certain situations. Um, good times, holidays. It's a Thursday. I thought today was Wednesday. Thursday, 27th. Hitting the interstates. Heading out. It's a good holiday, I think. Yeah, it was Christmas time. That's what it was. We had a really good one with the kids, man. And uh, on week on week number one, day number seven, today's day. Oh, man. We're over a week now. I'm like day eight or nine now. Uh, since we changed our uh, household eating habits, we, uh, we've we gone majority gluten-free for the most part. Reason being, it, it's, it's the same thing I say about bands. Once I hear about something enough, I, it re- automatically turns me off and want to mess with it. Like, I heard Mumford & Sons for a few years before I really got into Mumford & Sons, just because everybody was talking about Mumford & Sons. And then I listened to Mumford & Sons, and I'm like, shit, I should have listened to Mumford & Sons a long time ago. They're actually really good. Same way with the gluten-free thing. Never wanted to be one of those paleo gluten-free people but our son middle son archie's been just he wakes himself up in the middle of the night like itching and we've tried creams and everything and we've got it 98 percent under control but we still want him to sleep through the night so in turn we can sleep through the night so my wife pointed out hey man it might be the wheat thing maybe the gluten thing so i'm like all right let's give it a go it can't be that bad for all of us to just not do it so uh she bought this book off amazon called against all grains that has uh, really good eating plans that are uh, just like recipes that are really good, man. I mean, it's one thing to be like, I know these tofurkey hot dogs are not hot dogs. They're garbage. Or no, they're tofu. Yeah, tofu hot dogs. Tofurkey is what they call them. Or I guess that's fake turkey. Anyhow, you know it's bullshit. And you're like, this isn't the same thing. Like, I've had sweet tea. I've had a lot of sweet tea stevia in sweet tea is good or stevia in tea is good but it didn't like southern two pitchers of sugar in the urn sweet tea so we've been on this gluten-free thing it's been really good man the recipe last night was so damn good my buddy chris gave me this uh lodge cook it all and what i love about it's cast iron for sure what I love about the cast iron is you can just treat it like shit, not clean it, so on and so forth, and it still bounces right back. I mean, no one's ever, I mean, the minority of people that have ever thrown away a cast iron because it was just too trashed is just, it's because they didn't know how to fix it. I mean, you can, they're so forgiving. Plus, they hold heat well, and I've cooked eggs and cast iron versus Teflon next to each other, and you can taste the difference. If you don't believe me, try it for yourself. But you're gonna need to get an older cast iron that it has got a very smooth surface or you're gonna have to cook the hell out of a brand new one until it gets smooth. Uh, so last night's recipe, I used this cook it all and it's like a big thick cast iron wok and it, the lid of it is flat and on one side is a grill and the other side is a griddle. And uh, I did honey mustard, chicken breast. I'm not a fan of chicken breast because most people dry them out and it tastes like garbage. But um, honey mustard, chicken breast, and um, 
took and set the built a fire in the backyard um, and set the grill part down on the fire the coals till it got hot put the chicken breast on it and then you could put the wok dutch oven side of the cook it all upside down on top of it and it's like a big heated steaming dome so did 15 minutes on each side of course that's going to vary depending on how hot your fire is but damn if they didn't turn out perfect man i put some on my instagram cutting into it at the normal cormac if you want to check it out shit was just good though man the recipe was that chicken with avocado romaine the uninfected romaine uh it didn't specify uninfected but i just took i just uh took some creative liberty there um this uh ranch i'm using ranch loosely it's a gluten-free ranch so i don't know what regular ranch had in it but this is was really good i had to make the mayo from the recipe and it's a lot a lot of coconut milk of course raw eggs so on and so forth or egg whites blended all that together that was really good and what else do we have? oh and bacon did bacon in the oven god man i love the romance of bacon on the stovetop but damn in the oven is just so much more convenient uh but that recipe oh i forgot the most important part there's a recipe in this gluten-free book against all grains um for these wraps that are gluten-free wraps that are made with coconut flour little arrowroot powder and like six eggs and um i uh, they're phenomenal they're a lot more elastic than i thought they would be i thought they would just crumble like a disaster because they don't have like the wheat in them to hold them together like a tortilla tortillas are pretty damn durable that's the reason why we got tortillas especially flour ones so these i uh the wraps they turn out good and they're made with coconut flour so they got a slight coconut flavor to them it's really good uh but cook those in another in a new cast iron i added to the collection uh a lodge number five skillet made in the early 60s it's got the three notch heat ring on it i've been going elbows deep into the cast iron to see what the hell how do you identify what's what and prices and all that shit so we found this one while we were in Springfield, Tennessee. Um, my wife was selling some Marilyn Monroe Barbies. Yeah, all this happened in the last since last episode I recorded. So bear with me here. Drove it to Springfield, Tennessee, which, whew. Well, the town I live in in Lebanon has got a few vacant buildings here and there, but damn, Springfield, Tennessee, man. Whew. Let's just say it could go either way at this point. That's, that's my consensus on Springfield, Tennessee. But they did have a Goodwill. Their Goodwill had a lot of good shit. So my wife picked up some... She's been flipping a ton of stuff on this new app called... This app she found called Mokari. And um, it's kind of like a mashup of Craigslist, Goodwill, uh, Craigslist, eBay, and Facebook Marketplace. But with all the good features of each. Um, she's been flipping stuff on there. A lot of Barbies. Apparently, there's still a big market for Barbies. Uh, Cabbage Patch Kids. Been making some bank on Cabbage Patch Kids. The OG Cabbage Patch Kids. Uh, and while we were up there, I was looking at the pans, and there was this dirty ass cast iron skillet for like five bucks. It was it was nasty, man. I mean, not completely disgusting shit growing on it. It's just that people don't take good care of them, man. They just let grease build up, and then in turn, it just lead, one thing leads to another. So I got this skillet. And started digging into how to fix it how to clean it up and um, of course did a lot of scrubbing on it a lot of scraping getting the old stuff off 
heated the oven and uh and then i resulted to just taking and getting a fire in the backyard going pretty good and just put the skillet in there that's one of the methods since then i've joined this cast iron um cast iron group uh like a cast iron facebook group um that everybody just posts on you know all their cat anything cast iron related and apparently they look down on people that clean them with uh, wire brushes or fire apparently that's a cheap way to do it uh the, the the loser's way to do it apparently lye water is what you're supposed to soak them in and or easy off oven stuff put it in a bag and spray it on there and just let it soak and um what else oh vinegar like half vinegar half water which it's weird to me that like easy off is acceptable because there's no telling what's in that shit and just putting it in a regular fire isn't but everybody's got the reasons so i put it in the fire it cleaned up so nice and uh on the bottom of the older cast iron they have what's called a heat ring and that is a elevated ring on the bottom of them for when everybody cooked on wood burning stoves that had the flat surfaces on the top so you didn't have the pan sit the whole bottom of the pan sitting directly on the flat surface on the top the heat ring was an elevated ring that raised it up just enough uh to i i don't know what the purpose was but other than i guess not to burn your stove burn your pan i don't know um maybe create some space for the hot air to heat consistency consistently so lodge there's like there was like seven or eight old school manufacturers most of them are out of business now but lodge is the main one that's still around their older ones have they call a three notch heat ring so if you're looking flip it over and you look at it with the handle facing you uh it's got a ring and there'll be three notches there'll be one at three o'clock one one at noon one at three o'clock and one at nine o'clock and this one only had two notches on the at three and nine and i couldn't identify it and it had a five stamped on the bottom of it and everything i was seeing and they're asking they said that it was a lodge for sure but lodge never made a two notch ring but then i got to look in that the one side of the heat ring the 12 o'clock where the notch should have been had just been worn down from being used and there was a very faint marking of where the notch used to be it just was rubbed down but once i got the pan cleaned up man last night i cooked those wraps in it and it's apparently in this uh cast iron group that i joined um it's kind of like a badge of honor or a, a, a status symbol of how smooth your cast iron is that means it's uh been used a lot or broken in or older and uh one way that some people prove this is by um saw a dude yesterday uh flip five sunny side eggs over in his pan they were sunny side till he flipped them five eggs yolks unbusted in his cast iron i think that was just like a badge of honor of how well how smooth the bottom of the surface was but it's not like after i think the big discouraging point is because when you buy a new cast iron even though it's been polished a little bit it's still fairly rough until you use it quite a bit and the discouragement of that people have i think is when they buy them new that have never been broken in is that eggs and things stick and you can't get uh st things are cooked that well without sticking or making a damn mess of the pan so if you can just push on through like six months or a year and i know that's a big commitment 
you can usually get a surface that's clear that's uh, smooth enough where it's very advantageous for cooking eggs or bacon or uh, I saw one yesterday where this dude was cooking like a massive omelet without that much oil or grease at all which would be relatively healthier too <clears throat> so um, been going down this rabbit hole of, uh, of Dutch ovens and cast iron and all that so um, big thumbs up for the lodge uh, uh, cook it all really really cool uh, what else did I cook with that oh I did some uh, I threw some broccoli like six or seven heads of broccoli and my electric smoker that my mother-in-law got me for Christmas a few days before that for actually Christmas Day and um, smoked them for an hour or two and then took those out and had the walk after I'd thrown some bacon in it I uh, had it red hot and then put the broccoli in there to crunch it up to finish it up and it made the heads really really crunchy it turned out really good um, but yeah, that turned out really good. I got another. I got that on uh, on my Instagram also. But everything's good, man. The uh, Christmas holiday was good for the kids. We didn't get too much unnecessary shit, to be completely honest. Uh, very very practical things. My mother-in-law got me a uh, French press. I've been using the Chemex pour over. She got me a French press because I use one when I when we're at her house. And I love the French press. It's just a pain in the ass to clean every day. Whereas like the Chemex, all you do is just like take the filter out, throw it away, and then rinse it and you're done, man. So that one works out really well. But I love the French press. It's just different flavor, different everything. Um, kids got a lot of shoes. Find some really, my wife's been, of course, on these apps. They get us some really cool like Chuck Taylors and stuff for our son. And um, my daughter, we started this thing where uh, trying to get her like stoked about going to school not like she hates it but park in the farthest part of the parking lot and then we'll race to the front door it's good and we bust through the, the front door of the school it's like kramer on seinfeld so um to my wife the only thing i really wanted to get her was a nice cool pair of running shoes so we found some nike running shoes that are really awesome that she wears every day i told her to make her run fast or special shoes so got those for her she's very very practical Got a train set for our son, the two-year-old. Uh, just a wooden one on a little table. Didn't really have to put that much shit together this year. The table had to be put together. And the uh, wooden train set had to be put together. But other than that, we got like a swing set my mom bought us that I know is going to be a pain in the ass to put together. But anything for kids to have a swing set. Go in the backyard and play. And then... Um, Got a dresser for our son, and then we, our kids have been sleeping on cots in our room. We decided to all sleep in the same room. The kids are fine with it. But it's getting that point where, you know, they're ready to have a little bit of uh, independence. So we've got a um, full-size bed and twin-size bed, uh, bunk beds ordered. Sorry for the yawning. Ordered uh, for them. Uh, that will stackable, but I just got to put that shit together too when it arrives today or tomorrow. Should be good, man. The youngest is doing swell. Uh, look at him. He's just sitting over there texting, which wouldn't be that bad, sir, if you weren't going 80 miles an hour and just uh, ping-ponging between the, the lanes. And then I slow down. I slow down to make it awkward and just stay right by their door so I can see what they're actually on their phone doing, whether it be like Snapchat or texting or what. But it's like even worse that when people do it, they leave their phone in their lap. 
So you gotta completely take your eye off the road when you're doing it. All right, now there's somebody in front of him. I don't know what they're doing. They look legit. Now he's going around him at 80 miles an hour because he's gotta get this text on. Even Santa wears a seatbelt. Overall, really good holiday for the family. Mother-in-law came down one day and lo and behold, uh, my cousin, uh, Wayne, his name's Jerry Wayne. But a lot of the family calls him Wayne and the, everybody here calls him Jerry. Um, McKee, he lives in Lewisburg, Tennessee. He's never met my kids, oldest being four. Um, actually made a trip over to see us. Twice divorced, father of one. His daughter's like in her mid-twenties now. So, uh, he is the reason why I live in Middle Tennessee. Because growing up, him and I had always stayed close, and he's five or six years older than me. Um, he ended up and ran away from home. Uh, he ran away from home. So, here's the deal. He was working in the watermelon fields back home, and... Um, dating a girl his age like 16 years old and um, started messing around with her older sister that was like in her 20s I believe I think this is story right he's never gonna listen to this shit so I don't care I'm not mentioning names other than his so he knows who he is uh, I think this is the case so he started messing around with her older sister and ended up having a, his parents went out of town on vacation and um, he had a party at his house parents were out of town and one of his uncles on the other side of the family showed up to the party heard about it showed up and busted the party and told everybody to go home and told he told my cousin that he was going to tell his mom and dad when they got back what he was doing as in most arkansas disciplinary situations most fathers weren't really the best at handling news as such my cousin just didn't want to deal with it or fear what the repercussions were going to be. So him and the older sister loaded up in her crappy car and just took off. Um, ended up in Florida, her working at a Burger King, and of course that didn't work out. Not the Burger King, I don't know how that ended up. But with him, he ended up being homeless, fast forward a few months later, ended up homeless in Daytona Beach, Florida, um, at 16 years old, living on the beach, sleeping wherever he could, uh, bumming for this or that, and uh, him and a couple of buddies to run around with, fast forward a few months or whatever, end up meeting this family that was on vacation, had a couple teenage daughters, end up talking to the daughters, meeting them, hanging out, and told the daughters his situation, and they told their parents what his situation was, and they, the parents, set him down and said hey man um, our daughters told us your situation and that sucks but we have room for you to come and live with us up in Georgia if you want and but the only contingency the only thing that this is predicated on is you calling your family to let them know you're alright because he hadn't talked to anybody back home so he calls my grandma and tells him everybody's alright and his family and everything and come to find out his biological mom had lived was living in Murfreesboro Tennessee so he moved up and lived with his family briefly and then got in contact with his biological mom which really wasn't much to speak of mom wise from my understanding 
And he ended up in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, living with her. And shortly, her and her boyfriend, she flaked out. And he's there as a teenager trying to go to school. Not like he really gave a shit about school. It was mostly just to go and, and, and hang out and smoke pot. So he goes to school working at a grocery store and hangs out with, um, started meeting some folks. Fast forward, he's like, finally gets old enough. He's tired of dicking around. Gets old enough to join the military and he'd been dating a teenage girl there, a peer of his. Goes to the military, joins during Desert Shield, Desert Storm, Desert Storm, first Iraq invasion. So he joins then, been seeing this girl, and he's like, all right, break this off. It's been nice, but I want to go do some other stuff. So he breaks it off with her, goes to the military. Surprise, she's pregnant. So by the time that he gets back home and meets his daughter for the first time, he'd been to, uh, his daughter is 19 months old, which is rough to think about. So he meets his daughter, him and the mother end up kind of working it out, get married, moving together. Him and I had always stayed in touch. I called and finally called him one day and I'm like, hey man, you think I can find a job out there? He goes, man, you can find a job out here doing whatever. I'm like, all right, well, I'm leaving and I'm gonna take off driving. And I had thought about staying around Arkansas, but I was planning on leaving the year, like a year before I actually did. And I'd paid my truck off on a Monday and then I'd, fell asleep behind the wheel like three blocks from my driveway and slammed into a telephone pole and told my truck I just paid off. I was just so pissed because I was stuck there again. So fast forward a year later, fall of uh, 2000, uh, fall of 90, 98, I called him said, hey man, I'm coming. He's like, all right, man. And then fast forward uh, three days later, I packed all my shit and four o'clock in the morning my uh, my new Ford Ranger and took off driving a couple hundred bucks in my pocket and uh, called him when I got to his exit in Murfreesboro say hey, man I'm here he's like no way like yep right down the road so moved in with him for 30 days got an apartment after 30 days he had hooked me up uh, after there he hooked me up with a buddy of his that worked for Pepsi and uh, at that point I, in Arkansas I was making um what was I making an hour? Oh, for the family business. I was I was laying asphalt for the family business, making six eighty an hour, and um, ended up getting a job at Pepsi, making like ten eleven dollars an hour. They're like, yeah, this job only pays like eleven fifty. I'm like, what? I'll be the best Pepsi putter on the shelf you ever saw in your life for eleven eighty an hour, eleven fifty, whatever it was. So I got a job stocking Pepsi on grocery store shelves. Which way beat the hell? I'd love that job so much. I mean, it was just like my birthday every day. In comparison to laying asphalt for almost half that, being out in the elements, to all I had to do was get up every day at like four or five o'clock in the morning and go put Pepsi on the shelf. <laughs> Shit, sign me up. I'll take extra days. I work. I work any extra route you want me to work. That was the easiest money I ever made in my life. But uh, thirty days later, I ended up getting a uh, my apartment and uh, bought a couch and uh, I think a couch, chair, maybe a TV, just the most simplistic of apartments in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, near campus. So I called my cousin one day, he worked nights. I go, hey man, I bought this couch. Could you help me move it into my new apartment? He goes, you got an apartment? I'm like, yeah, man. So we went and picked up this couch, 
and moved it into my apartment, the College Park Apartments. There had to have been about 50 apartments, 50, 60 apartments in this complex, in a college town of apartment complexes. So I moved in and uh, moved in and uh, uh, we were carrying the couch up, got it in there, second level, moved in and he goes you're not going to believe me when i tell you this he goes not only did you move into the same apartment complex where my first apartment was when i first moved here you moved into the exact same first apartment that i moved into i'm like no way dude you're full of shit he goes look at the door jam right here this is from when my um i passed out drunk on the phone with my ex-girlfriend and uh and she thought something had happened so she sent her dad over here and he kicked in the door to make sure I was all right. And uh, that's what that, that's, here's why I fixed the door jam where I glued it back together and screwed it together right here. I'm like, no way, dude. So that was kind of a trip, my first apartment living in uh, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. So, well, here I am coming to Split, about to get off interstate here in Nashville. Fun, Fun-filled four or five days, Vandy Bowl game today. Music City Bowl tomorrow, Titans game the next day, Preds game, and then New Year's Eve. I am, of course, not attending any of that shit. I just thought you would want to know. That's all I got. Probably won't talk to you to the New Year's, or I might. I don't know. We haven't figured out what the hell we're doing other than putting together a swing set and some bunk beds. So, let's see. No sponsors today. Now, apparently, there's not a lot of commercial vehicles on the road. So, hope you all enjoy the ride. And that's all I got from windshield time. Thanks for listening. If you like it, please feel free to share it with a friend. It's the least I could ask you to do. I think it's the longest one in a while. Oh, brought to you by Johnny Cash Museum. It's on the billboard. Enjoy.